is expecting you. Yes, welcome to Thoughts from Aunt Wu, Mako's Logbook Edition, the Legend of Korra podcast where we know the future. Yes, we have made it to the Legend of Korra, the second series in the Avatar universe. Today will be my intro to Mako's Logbook Edition, the Legend of Korra portion. So, we are here, we have made it to Korra, and as you are listening to this today, The Legend of Korra dropped on Netflix today. So, it is an exciting time within the canon and in the Avatar world. So, for longtime listeners who, who know what this is, I, this, this podcast is going to be a split into sort of two parts. The first is going to be kind of an introduction to Thoughts from Aunt Wu and, and what we are. So if you are a listener, you can you can skip kind of skip over this, and, and I will put in the description a, t- a timestamp when you can skip to, to, to get to sort of the second half. The second half is going to be kind of my um, initial thoughts on, on The Legend of Korra and kind of a setup as to why this podcast even exists, um, which I think is important. So first, to anyone new, this is Thoughts from Aunt Wu, and as the intro said, we know the future. We are an Avatar and now Korra podcast in which we will be examining each episode of The Legend of Korra within the context of the entire canon of the Avatar universe. That means there will be spoilers for everything. If you are watching The Legend of Korra, I highly recommend you listen to this podcast. However, this is not a listen to each episode as you go. This is something to listen to after you binge the entire series, as we will be spoiling everything from day one. That is what we do. We did this for the entirety of Avatar The Last Airbender, which we just finished up, in fact, yesterday. So if you'd like to listen to our Avatar catalog, you can go back and listen through all of that. We here are looking to really deep dive into um, the, the real nitty gritty of, of this series. We go on long, sometimes a little ridiculous tangents into really crazy stuff. We will talk about connections to other properties, whether it is Star Wars, something that has heavily influenced the Avatar canon, um, as well as real world, po- well, real world politics and plenty of other things. Um, our episodes are really designed for someone who knows and really loves this show. Everyone here um, truly has a passion for Avatar, The Last Airbender, and, and The Legend of Korra. And while we are certainly not immune to being negative, we have plenty of episodes where we are quite negative with episodes we don't like, and I foresee that happening quite a bit through this Legend of Korra portion, especially parts of book one and two. But at the end of the day, we truly love this this property, and and as a result, um, you know, talk you know very you know very positively about a lot of a lot of these things. The second half of this is kind of the more important. My introduction to 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 Cora and kind of my initial thoughts and you know realistically why this podcast even exists in the first place why I decided to start this thing was really to answer a very basic question and, and to be honest that question has a lot more to do with Cora than it does the the initial the original series the Legend of Cora for me was a bit of a struggle to to get through at first I, I watched the first um, several episodes of book one when it came out initially. 
and I really struggled with it. Um, the, the initial shock of seeing the world of Avatar suddenly thrust into, well, not modern times, a significantly more modern, almost steampunk aesthetic. It felt weird. Why are there cars in this universe? Why are we in this new city that's essentially New York? Um, why, you know, why is, why are we not, you know, traveling the world again with, with a new set of, of friends? And it was, was difficult. And, and I watched through, uh, most of book one and, and just kind of stopped. It, it was so off-putting to me. Uh, a little while later, I, I picked it back up. I watched book one and, 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 and book two and was still just, I couldn't get over the nagging feeling of, of resentment that, this series had essentially taken away many of the things I, I loved about the series. Bending was suddenly way more utilitarian, way more, you know, way, didn't feel as much of a, of a martial art and suddenly felt like street fighting or even a sport. The, I, the idea of, of, you know, this world just progressing like this. And, of course, probably the biggest problem was Korra herself. Korra was just not a character that I particularly liked. She was selfish. She was, uh, you know, off-putting. She she didn't get along well with her friends. She was rude to her her mentors, and overconfident, sometimes cocky, and it was really difficult to to deal with. You watched the show and you were just like, I don't particularly like hanging out with these people. I don't really love the the new world building and quite frankly books one book one is a major disappointment and book two is just kind of bad and i once again put the series down and said mm, I, no this isn't for me the the original will always be will always be perfect i, I will always have that i'll watch the original many times but you know sometimes a, a a sequel doesn't live up and that's that's okay that was it wasn't i wasn't angry i was just not accepting that i was never going to, to like this thing fast forward another uh, two years and i finally decided I, I i had to watch the series in fall i i had to see where this series went sure i probably wouldn't like it but you know what i owed it to to the original series just to see what happens i just wanted to know so I sat down again and watched the series, and while the problems of book one and two were, were certainly there, I, I was expecting them. I knew what to, what, what, what to expect. I knew what was going in, and you know, I was able to get through it without much, you know, without much more thought than what it is. And then book three started, and suddenly the series was good, like really good. Suddenly, the villain was really interesting, and I and I was riveted to see what happened. Korra was going through a major amount of character development, and suddenly being pushed into a situation um, different from what she originally had. I was beginning to to like her, and I really enjoyed book three. All right, book three. You know, sometimes a, even a, a relatively mediocre show can make one really good good book, one really good season. So continued on to, to book four and similarly loved it. It wasn't quite as good a, a, as the high of book three, but still really great in its own right. I really enjoyed everything that I that I was watching. The characters were, were, were great. The characters were better. The new characters that were brought in or new characters that were elevated really raised the, 
the enjoyment of this show, and I really enjoyed it. And I, I got through it and was like, wow, this was this was really, really good. Yeah, it started out kind of weak, but by the end, it, it had two really great books, and I, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. Could it compare to the original? No, but nothing could compare to the original, so it was still a great show in its own right. That being said, I think listening to me talk on this podcast, you can probably guess, I rewatch things a lot. And I've long since, I've long believed that the best experience of a show is the second watch. The first watch can be great, but you're going to mostly be watching for plot. You're mostly watching just to see what happens next. You don't have the context to, to know where you're going. The second watch, when you don't know, you don't remember every little thing, but you at least understand the broad strokes, is for me the truly best experience. Because at this point, you know where you're going, you know what you're looking for, and you get to observe character development and foreshadowing and all of the little things that make a work come together. You understand the characters, you have a relationship with the characters, so you can really get to know them and pick out all of those details, all those details that we talk about quite a bit here on these on this podcast. And I watched, so I sat down and said, okay, let me let me watch Avatar again, or watch Korra again for, for a second time. And suddenly, I liked book one. Look, I'm not going to say book one is perfect. There are problems, and we will talk about those problems um, quite a bit. I, Amon is, is a really disappointing villain in the end. But crucially, I liked Korra. All of the character development I saw in books three and four added so much context to the original. Suddenly, she went from just this annoying character that I didn't want to spend time with to a very real character with genuine flaws who really underst- who really had to come to a new understanding of herself in order to 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 grow up. And I really loved it. And that really asked an interesting question for me and the, the question that I hope to answer with with the core portion of, of this podcast can you make a series that is while not intentionally at least somewhat expected to be bad at the start in service of something greater let me explain what I mean by that well, I'm not saying that the writers went out and, 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 and designed Korra to be bad from the beginning. In fact, they designed Korra to be a single, standalone book with nothing else. So this is obviously not an intentional thing. With that said, the added context of the show has made the beginning of Korra significantly better in my eyes. And when it comes to character development, one of the real questions I have to ask is, can a character be a bad character at the start, be saved through their character development, and can it make you like that character's initial bad in the beginning? And when I say bad, I don't mean evil. This is not a Zuko redemption arc. However, bad as in a character I don't want to spend time with. At the end of the day, watching a show, watching something like this should be enjoyable. And the initial watch of Korra was not enjoyable. And again, a big part of that was Korra herself. Now I watch the original, those first couple of episodes, and I, I, I have a great deal of appreciation because I, I know where she's going, I know what the development is, is pushing for, and I really, and I'm grateful for it. And I 
while I certainly would change some parts of the plot of books one and two, I would not change anything about Cora's initial character development because of how important it is to me to see where she goes in the end. With that said, the first time I watched, I had so much trouble with this series. So what I'm curious about, and what I'm curious how how you guys feel, and and we'll be curious about my panelists as well, is looking back on this, which is again, a a rewatch podcast, if you have a similar experience, if the initial Korra, and maybe look, maybe you love Korra from day one, and if you did, I, I, I envy you because that seems like a great experience. But if you, like me, sat down and watched the first, the beginning of, of The Legend of Korra and, and really struggle with it at all, watch it a second time and, and maybe watch along with us. And I'm curious if you will have the same feeling of just, a pre, I guess, appreciation for how far she comes as a character. And, you know, it wouldn't be me if I don't make a sort of a relatively controversial, bold statement, but... I really think Korra is is the superior arc to Aang. I think that that's pretty. I think that's kind of undisputable, to be honest. Um, I mean, we talked at length during during the first half of the finale episode about how, you know, I, I do think that Aang's final character moment is is somewhat of of a letdown. And and realistically, throughout the series, as great as Aang is, and I and I love Aang. I you know I can be hard on him, but I, I definitely love him as a character. It's still significantly worse, and I, I think Korra is definitely has a stronger arc than him. It, it puts Korra in the same air as as Zuko, and they're fundamentally different arcs. One one is a redemption arc; the other is is a hero finding themselves. So it is it is different. But I really think Korra has you know at at worst the second best arc within within this canon, and I, I could make a very strong argument that her arc might even be stronger than Zuko in in some ways. And we will, you know, we will talk about that at length. So yeah, if you're if you're interested in, in, in hearing, you know, in hearing me continue to rave about Korra, you know, you can you can listen in. Um, the last thing I want to say, I kind of say this on, on my own as um, you know, before, when I don't have my palace here, you know, we got into a lot of shipping arguments within the Avatar: The Last Airbender, and if if you enjoyed that. Get ready for a lot more of that because I might sound somewhat passionate about my defense of Katang and, quite frankly, my my disgust of the Zutara-centric um, beliefs that many of both my panelists and many people in the fandom has. But that is all entirely eclipsed with my feelings about the shipping within The Legend of Korra. I utterly despise Makora and, and really Mako in general. I find it just really a a chore to watch and while I've come around on the scenes as I now appreciate that the point of them at least in the end is that is that to show that this was never going to work I do have quite a bit of uh, of hatred for it and with that said my my love for Korasami really cannot be put into um into words although I I have tried and written 28 pages on the subject which you know you will hear many of of my thoughts throughout it um so if you are if you are interested in in shipping arguments get get ready because if you thought they were bad in in avatar they will be really really bad in this um so with that said you know thank you for listening to kind of my little initial uh thoughts here on on this podcast um we'll be back as as always doing deep dives into into the legend of korra 
um, hoping to keep to a more regular schedule than we did within Avatar, but you know, life uh, gets in the way sometimes. So, you know, check us back here. We will be we will be back as always. We appreciate you guys listening and um, be ready for for next time where I will will have some some panelists and, and we will get into book one, episode one of the Legend of Korra. Thank you guys for tuning in again.